0: Hey, good morning everyone. Good morning. I'm Mark and uh, it's great to have you guys here and I'm so excited that uh, FSU and FAMU and uh, all the other U's are, are, are back and uh, I'm actually even more excited about Leon County School District starting again tomorrow. So uh, That'll be very very good. But this is uh, one of my favorite times of year where just everybody's coming back and uh, we have new opportunities that we're, we're at work and at school and at our church and just kind of getting back to being a community and, and the vacations are behind us, the, the trips, the traveling and now we just really get to uh, just anticipate what God has for us this year. And uh, this Sunday, the Sunday before school starts, we always take a time to uh, kind of reduce the, the, the teaching time and learning time and just really looking to experience God and come to the, the table and, and come to Him in song. And uh, it's just going to be uh, just a, a great day of hopefully uh, just experiencing God's love in our life. But before we jump into that, this is what i like you to do. I'd like you to turn to somebody, preferably someone you do not know, make sure you know their name, and ask them this question. Have you ever snuck into a place that you were not supposed to be? Go for it. I was thinking about this, and when I was in high school, there was this uh, kind of flash-in-the-pan band called U2, and uh, they were playing at uh, Universal and uh it's you know, it's a big venue like the name Universal. And uh we didn't have any money and my parents were mean and wouldn't give me money to buy uh tickets to go see you two. So what we did was scrounge up enough money to pay for parking and we figured, hey, you know, we're Smart high school students we can we can figure out how to get in there, so we we park and we you know we start doing the mission impossible kind of thing, and you know there's these huge fences and they had security guards like going back and forth back and forth, so we sat there and watched for a while and and uh we finally like got their kind of their pattern and once they broke apart, we like went and hit the fence and got open over the fence, and then we were like in this like uh just foresty kind of area and we were trying to get to the to the concert and just really kind of got lost and turned around and everything and had all this anxiety and then we got caught and they called our parents, they called the cops and it was a it was a big, big mess. Uh, uh, But you know I think we all have have tried to sneak into places, places that that we were not meant to be. And I think uh, usually those, you know, they're, they're places we want to be, but we don't feel like we have the merit to be there or we don't have the, 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 the papers or the, or the money or, uh, or something like that. And I think a lot of times we approach our relationship with God that way, that, that we kind of come to the table or we come to church or, or we even come into the presence of our Creator like we somehow snuck our way in that that we we figured some sort of angle or something like that and we approach God with this 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 feeling like oh I hope he doesn't reject me I hope he doesn't know about this or that and that he'll he'll call the guards and call my parents and and uh, say hey you know what What are you doing here? You do not belong here. And I wanted to speak into that a little bit today. And then also I want to um, end on on really the opportunity that we have in front of us this year. So if you'd open up your Bibles to Ephesians in chapter 3. Paul's writing from prison here. And he writes this to the the church in Ephesus. He says, because of Christ and our faith in Him, we can now boldly and confidently come uh, come into the presence of God. In another translation, it says we can fearlessly come into the presence of God. This, This idea of the creator of the universe, the God of the Bible, the God who envisioned this place and envisioned us being in relationship with him, that, that, even because of our broken nature, it says that because of what Christ did and our faith in that, that, that you know what, we can boldly and confidently go into the presence of the Creator of the universe without fear that we are going to be rejected but in fact that we are going to be welcomed and asked to be to come in fellowship with eternity for eternity with our god he continues on he says hey please don't lose heart because of all my trials here i am suffering for you so you should feel honored i always love paul you know, just kind of I, I could just never imagine writing, "Hey, you should feel honored because i 'm suffering for you, but basically remember he 's writing from prison, and the reason he 's in prison is because he was telling people about god 's love, and they threw him into prison in fact, he was telling telling uh the the church before there was a church, he was telling people in Ephesus about God's love, that he, that God loved them and wanted to have a relationship with them. So he's sitting in prison and he's writing the church in Ephesus this letter. And he was there because of of what he was doing. And the reality is, and the church in Ephesus knew this, if Paul wasn't going around and telling them about the radical love of Jesus Christ, that he wouldn't have been in prison. And I think so many times we we go through life and 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 sometimes we get wrapped up in the religion of of Christianity and and we think, "Oh, you know what? The you know, the Christianity just the practices will just make my life better and I will suffer less." But there couldn't be something there couldn't be anything farther from the truth. In fact, Jesus told us that, you know what, we are meant to Pick up our cross daily and follow him. Now, if you would kind of just watch American uh, uh, religion or American uh, Christianity, you might think that means going to Lifeway, buying a, a little gold cross, and each day before you go out, you pick up your cross and put it on. But that's not the image that that, that Christ was saying. He was saying outlining this idea of crucifixion. Crucifixion in my mind is a testament to the depths of depravity and evil that the human race is capable of. If you've never seen the passion of Christ it does a very good job of showing how horrific this Practice was and how much hurt and pain and suffering that went along with it and Jesus is saying you want to be a follower of me you got to pick this cross up daily that there's going to be suffering and if you're not suffering because of your faith then maybe you're limiting and living life within your own power and not the power of God. And the other thing is that he was communicating here is, you know what? Because of my suffering, you guys are able to come together as a community. And the reality is that the only reason that we're able to be here today in community, singing together and laughing together and, and breaking bread together, is because somebody suffered, and sacrificed so that we could benefit from it. And it goes from generation to generation. This this idea of, you know what, I am willing to go with less. I am willing to suffer and sacrifice for the generation that's coming after me, for people I don't know and maybe never will know. So he continues on. He says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And many times in letters, I think we get confused. And we, we, we read letters and everything in them that, that are, we think, oh, this is for all people of all times. And that's true with some parts and other parts, you know, that Paul is writing a letter for a specific instance to a specific people for a specific time. But here is he's praying and he's going to pray about different things. I believe that this is as relevant, was relevant to the uh, church in Ephesus as it is to us today. That these are one of these things that is good for all people of all time and when Paul was praying, he was not only praying for the first century Christians, but he was also praying this for us. The first thing he says is, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. This idea of when we we go forward and we try to do things, whose power? Are we doing it under? Friday night, I, I was able to watch The Blind Side. I don't know if you've seen it. I know we did it at E3 at the movies uh, with Michael Orr, uh, who, who was the football player. And there were several scenes when he was walking into the school. And above the archway where he's walking in, it said um, that that that... With men, this is possible. Talking about the building. But with God, all things are possible. And this idea of so often that, that we go to the end of ourselves in our dreams and our imagination, and we do not go any farther. That we have the Father in heaven. We've been adopted into his family. And he says, you can come boldly without fear. And that that I'm calling you to be the conduit of love and mercy and grace to this lost and hurting world. And we say, okay, what can I do? When the question is, wow, my God has unbelievable limited resources, and if I could do anything, whatever I could imagine that God can come through and I can live life as big as he is because he will will input and give his resources to me to be able to touch the lost and the hurting. His next prayer was that Christ will make his home in our hearts as we trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. This idea of of that we will grow in our maturity of Jesus Christ and God, that we we will know him and love him with all of our hearts, our minds, our soul, all our strengths and love others as ourselves. And that through this love and through this maturing process that will become like an oak tree, that our roots will grow strong. And then when the winds of adversity, the hurricanes of adversity come blowing through our lives, that we will be solid in the Lord. You know, this I, idea that Somehow, God is a God of formulas. And how the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ has been perverted that that somehow there's a formula to God and, and if you do this and you do this, then God will do this for you. And it's just a complete lie. That God is not a God of formulas. God is a God of formulas of relationship god is beyond circumstance and he is with us through every single thing that we go through continues on and he says and may you have the power to understand as all god's people should how wide how long how high and how deep his love is This whole understanding of of pursuing and trying to understand the, the, the limitless nature of God's love. And he talks about how wide God's love is. And this idea that, you know what? God's love is so wide that it'll cover all of our experiences, all our good experiences, all our bad experiences, that we can know, you know what, if we're on the mountaintop, that we are covered by God's love. When we are in the wilderness and we don't know if we are even going to be able to make it another day, we can know that God's love will cover us. It's also... His love is is long. It's for all eternity. What this means... For us is you know what this is not a limited time offer it's not a you know a infomercial sham wow you know hey you know you can buy this one sham wow and it you know it picks up the cola and and all this kind of stuff and, and check this out you know and and you know what but wait if if you buy this one sham wow now I'll give you a second that's a lot of sham wow and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Are you with me? I can't do this all day. You know, and a lot of times that, that we are presented the gospel in that way. That God's love is a limited time deal. And, and we'll throw in some extra stuff, you know. If, if you act now, you know, you can get two times as much of God's love. But, but, you know, if you don't call by the end of this, this message or at the end of this really drawn out long song... That, you know, you're going to hell. Sorry, game over. And that's not the God of the Bible. The, the understanding of the God of the Bible is a picture of a father who's waiting and looking and seeking for his son who rejected him. And when he sees him in the distance, running to embrace him. That's how, how long his love is. And then this next idea of how high God's love is. You know, God's love is limitless. This understanding that we will never fully comprehend what love, God's love is until we are made fully human one day where we, we once again have, we do not live in this broken and messy world and we are able to experience what it means to have an unbuffered relationship with God. That, that we can know with confidence that, that we will never come to the end. We will never evolve beyond God's love because it is so high. And then finally, God's love is deep. You know, so often, in the American religion of Christianity, the religion of Christianity is so shallow. This idea that if you follow the rules and you do the right things and say the right words and you dress a certain way, that, hey, it's going to all work out and it'll 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 be good and 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 we'll all be happy and and shiny and we'll we'll be first in line at Golden Corral on on Sundays and we'll always have our parking spots and and all this kind of stuff that's so shallow you know this idea of of giving your life to a religion of 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 the path of least resistance that that, that you know we can live in a, in a in a in a in a bubble in a happy shiny world and 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 with our happy shiny friends and our happy shiny churches and our happy shiny houses what is that all about and as we talk about talked about last week, I need a God of depth, a God who is willing to reach in to my depravity and my despair and my hurt and my anxiety and in my depression and love me there when i do not have the ability within myself to follow the rules i know that i have a god who loves me you see the alternative is having a circumstantial faith a faith that 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 is based on okay if i do this and i do this other thing then god's going to make my life easy but the problem is That is not reality. And when our circumstances change, which they do for all of us, and sometimes they can happen at a blink of an eye. What do you do with your religion when your religion doesn't produce? I'm connected with a group called Fellowship of Christian Athletes Endurance. And it's a group of adult endurance uh, racers and there's a chapter here in Tallahassee, but there's also a national chapter and in, in, uh, in and in a Florida chapter. And the founder of the the Florida chapter of of uh, FCA Endurance just last week was taking him himself and his three sons to go see a movie. This is a godly man who has brought prayer and purpose and relationship and God's love into a group of A-type, you know, people who are just really driven and just living his faith and following God as best as he can. And on the way to the movie, while he was driving through an intersection, a drunk driver ran a red light and killed all four of them. What's your religion going to do for you there? If you have a circumstantial faith, you look at that and say, that's not fair. That's not right. What's going on here? Versus having a love that you know is so deep that, that God is there in our pain. And knowing that God entrusts us with every experience that we have, good or bad. That God does promise this, that all things work together for good for those who love Him. That we are entrusted with our adversity. We're entrusted with our wealth and our riches and our jobs and our families. And knowing in this relationship that God will mold and move every circumstance in our lives for His glory and to be able to reveal His love to additional people. He goes on to pray and says, May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand you know, in evangelical Christianity in the later twentieth century and early twenty-first century, that there's been this movement uh, to move out the emotional, move out the experience of our faith, and to move toward an intellectual faith—to to be able to argue people into heaven and to always have a reason and all these kinds of things. And and Paul's here saying. You know what? I pray that you experience the love of Christ because it's too great for you to fully understand. You see, when we boil down our, our faith to knowledge, we completely miss God. You know, my wife Shannon, that we've been married 16 years She's 5'6", she has brown hair, she has eyes the color of bark, That, that she's going to school to be a nurse, she is a mother of two children, mine too. You know what? You do not know- you know about my wife, but you do not know my wife unless you've experienced her. You can intellectually know all about somebody you can memorize their resume but unless you experience them, you will never fully understand their love and their capacity of their of their humanness and their love and, and their impact and their passions and all these kinds of things. And this is the same as true as with God. He's saying, I want you to experience the love of Christ because it's too great just to understand. You can't just say God is love, God is omnipresent, God is all of these kind of different things and know God. The Hebrew word there is yada. To know by experience. We know by experience. And then he closes out his prayer for them. He says, look, then you will be made complete. You will be made fully human with all of the fullness of the life and power that comes from God. You see, when... when There was sin was brought into the world. We were designed, the Creator envisioned us as fully human people. Part of our human experience was to have an unbuffered relationship with God. And anything less is being less than fully human. And that is part of our hope as we move toward the understanding and experience of God. That one day we will experience what God originally envisioned for His creation. And that is to have an intimate relationship with our Father in Heaven. And I want you to kind of shift toward thinking about this coming school year and kind of ministry season and work season with all the vacations behind us. And as we're going to be experiencing new people and new situations and all of these things, Paul says now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think let me reread that to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think you know so often our our our, our faith is so shallow that 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 the, the most daring, dangerous prayer that we can ask is, please, God, open up a parking spot at the movies for me. Now, that's a legitimate prayer. It is. God cares about everything about us. And if you want to say, God, hey, open up a parking spot, you know, that's fine. He doesn't have a problem with that. Probably won't do it. Maybe he will, but, but whatever. Whatever. But if we limited at that, if our God is the God of the parking lot space, we might as well all go home right now. God has so much more. And I love this, accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. What could that be? impact our campuses, change our our workplace with the love of God to, to eradicate poverty? That our city, that no one in our city would go through another day without knowing that there is a loving God who wants to have a relationship with them? That they do not need to have the shackles of religion on them, accomplish infinitely more than some of us would ever dare to think. And then he finally goes Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Again, this idea of this is not a limited time offer. This is for the previous generation, this is for my generation, this is for the upcoming generation that we are called to pick up our cross and sacrifice for people that we have not even met yet and maybe never meet in order to be able to present the good news of God's love in a meaningful and understandable way to them. You are more powerful than you think you got you have the most powerful daddy ever and you can accomplish infinitely more and it's time for us to get dangerous to start thinking beyond what we can do and start dreaming, and living lives as big as God. That the reality is, is we can live elevated lives that impact the world around us, that we can bring hope into a hopeless situation, that we can be a f- friend to somebody who is in need, and you can be the conduit of God's love and mercy to this lost and hurting Will you pray with me? Dear Lord, I ask for Your forgiveness for trying to live in my power. And God, You remind me that we can do infinitely more than we ever would even dare to think. God, let us live lives as big as You are Let your power be perfected in our weakness. And let us boldly proclaim your love to this lost and hurting world. In Jesus' name, amen.